for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Buck Ford. How's it going today, Buck? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's, you know, it, it's this is a little bit different format for us because usually we do these a little earlier in the day, like at like 730. And uh, this year, I was like, nope, I need to do them later at night. So then that way, I don't have work blowing up my phone every time i need to do something but now it's just so it's a little bit of a different feeling for me right now but i'm doing pretty good so um i'm excited to have you on and i'm really excited to talk about the new album you got coming out all the cool things you're working on and just getting to know a little bit more about you and what you're all about yes sir awesome awesome so before we kind of jump into the new album the upcoming tour and like all that all that fun stuff uh what is your origin story what got you into music kind of like introduce yourself to the people out there sure yeah man uh music was just kind of an accidental thing uh how i got into it professionally but uh it's always been a part of me always known you know country music my mom my dad that's what they listened to around the house and you know my dad was was a musician himself and uh didn't really plan on being in the music business until later on you know my 20s yeah. but uh it just happened that way but uh I've always been into music and I've always loved it. And there's only, there's a specific certain style of music that I love. And, and, you know, if you listen to my records, you can tell what that is. And, uh, you know, I'm a country boy and, um, but no, I raced motocross my whole life and, uh, you know, always had kind of a guitar that I would dabble with my dad and on the road and stuff with motocross. I'd always be the kid with the guitar in the, in the trailer, you know, kind of wearing a cowboy hat playing George Strait and, yeah. and Joe Diffie and, and Mark Chestnut in, in the motocross trailer. And, and I was always kind of the outsider yeah. in that world, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, motocross took me a lot of cool places and, uh, it was, uh, I've always been the outsider in that world, but, uh, I was always been the country boy. They used to call me the cowboy of motocross, but, uh, um, it, it's that's, and then I, when I finally put motocross down, man, years ago, you know, it's still, it wasn't, music wasn't something that I was like, Oh, I'm doing music. I'm doing this to do, go do music, you know, and, yeah. uh, just kind of happened, happened that way. And, and, uh, just all kind of fell into place. It actually started a band like three months after I had put the racing down professionally down, um, you know, Craigslist did some jam sessions, met some players and, and just been doing it ever since, man. It's, it's, it's kind of accidentally happened. And, uh, even at that time, it was just fun at the time. It was just something to do, you know, after, after work and, and, and working for, during the week and going to hit a honky tonk with a band, yeah. you know, Friday or Saturday one, you know, back then, but turned into the, what we do now. It's just uh, never would have thought I'd be here and making records and touring. So that's awesome. Uh, and the fact that you can actually get out and tour right now is amazing. And like, cause I mean, obviously after last year in 2020, it's so weird to say last year and 2020 it's right. <laughs> like, man, it doesn't even feel like 2022 right now, but um, you know, it, it's just really awesome to see bands getting out and touring and playing shows and 
you know, just doing their doing their thing because that's what musicians love to do. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome and awesome. Yeah, to get back out there. So you're based or you're in California right now, and that's kind of where you're based out of. And then you go back yeah. and forth to Nashville. Yep, I'm. I travel to Nashville for a lot of business, recording, writing, stuff like that. Um, but you know, I live. I lived in Nashville for a few years. Uh, you know, years ago, and and I you know, put myself back in California, came back home and and I continue doing what I'm doing, but just kind of went to Nashville for things I needed, felt I needed to be there for. Um, but, but I based myself at home from California now. So, I, you know, I'm, my home is here and, uh, you know, I got a lot of friends in Nashville that I stay with when I go. And so I'm, I'm in and out. I, I can basically say I live in both places. So that's uh, awesome. So I'm going to guess by our conversation before we jump down here, you're up in Northern California. I am. Yeah. Okay. Vacaville, Vacaville, California. And that's, is that up by San Francisco or is that even for, further it's north, north of San Francisco? Okay. Uh, just, just West of Sacramento. Okay. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yep. So you're almost like right on the water, just on the backside of the mountain, right? Isn't Sacramento? Uh, I'm, I'm more inland. Okay. I'm more inland. So I'm, I'm, uh, where I live, it's an hour to the snow. It's an hour to a lake. It's an hour to the beach. I mean, nice. you can, so that's perfect. Really located. You can go to the big city if you want, in a, if you wanted to. Um, but where I live, it's kind of a Vacaville is a big town, but it's just a big country town. And, uh, you know, I love it here. I've, I've kind of lived all over the States and I always found myself coming back to this place. So something about it here for me. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So, um, you, while you're doing motocross, you've kind of always dab like, throughout your entire life, you've always kind of dabbled in music, whether just be jamming on the guitar or what have you, but who introduced you to music originally? Who was like that first person or what was that first record that just kind of spoke to you? Um, definitely my dad, obviously he's, you know, cowboy country boy, always had George Strait playing and, okay. and you know, you know, me, if you listen to my music, you know, kind of we're, who my influences were, you know, mm -hmm. George Strait and Haggard and, you know, Chestnut and some of those early nineties guys, um, you know, Jones and Daryl Singletary, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, my dad definitely, you know, put that, that's all we knew, you know I mean? That's, mm -hmm. that's what he played and, and that's what, uh, was around the house. And that's the stuff that we just kind of fell in love with. So I, I'd have to say my dad definitely Okay. As a part of that, my dad's still in the business with me. You know, he manages, comes out and does sound for me sometimes. And he's still in the office taking phone calls for me. And, you know, he's still, he's still my right-hand man. Uh, so he's nice. definitely in the music business and he loves, loves what I'm doing and, and, and loves to be a part of it. And he's definitely kicks some butt for me over the years and helped me out, you know, get going and, and uh, always there to call and talk to and say, should I do this? Should I do that? You know? So it's been, been a pretty good team for a long time. And, uh, you know, obviously one of my heroes is George Strait, and my dad mm -hmm. was a diehard straight fan and, you know, very few people aren't that aren't, but, uh, um, you know, that's just kind of what paved the way for me. And that's kind of all when I got really say, like, all right, I want to play music. There was only one style of music that I could play or, or mm -hmm. knew, or there was only one direction I could, could have went with it. So it's, uh, it just, you know, it comes out of me. This is stuff that the music that all I know. So this is what, this is what comes out. So. Yeah, absolutely. And what, when did you kind of discover your talent of being able to sing and play music, play guitar, stuff like that? Um, it wasn't until I was about a teenager. I've always 
you know, when we were kids, we'd always go in the living room around the holidays and do our, our favorite talent show or yeah. n- nothing serious, but like, you know, I would sing or be a goofball and like on a air guitar and do dumb stuff. And my brother would do like break dancing and, you know, they, we had all our own, all our own different things that we did. And, uh, um, but it wasn't until I was around 15, 16 that I, you know, was really, all right, I can start putting songs together and, and, you know, learning songs, learning the songs that I like, learning all these chords. And, you know, it became something that I did on the road when I was riding and, you know, traveling with, uh, you know, my, my parents and my trainer and on the road, when uh, I was riding motocross, we travel from, you know, state to state on the circuit and I'd have a guitar in the back and always jamming and doing stuff and, you know, putting songs together, but it wasn't really in, you know, I was really around 17, 18, where I really started really interested in going to concerts and seeing, you know, guys that, you know, I'd go see like Craig Morgan and mm-hmm. saw George Strait a few times and, you know, a handful of guys that, that I like to go see. It was just very, you know, intrigued in that kind of stuff. And, you know, right when I was around 20 and like a few things had happened in the motocross business where I was just, I was just done, you know, yeah. I was, you know, get some money in that sport. I was, you know, professional racer for four years and, uh, it was, I owe a lot to that sport. I really do. I mean, it's, uh, you know, did that my whole life and I respect it. And I'm, you know, I'm back riding again now for fun and, you know, not, I'm having more fun than I, than I used to just because yeah. it's just, it's not, I don't, there's no pressure. I don't have to go out and do, you know, be this certain guy out in the track. I can just go out there and have fun and don't worry about anything. And, uh, so I owe a lot to that sport and it wasn't even until I was around, you know, 18, 19 that I really was like, man, this is pretty cool stuff. You know, I, I can enjoy doing that. And, uh, yeah. You know, when I put the motocross down, I was just, you know, I went to work construction worker and, mm-hmm. uh, in the family business. And, you know, I was like, Oh, what the heck am I going to do on the weekends? What am I going to do for fun? And, yeah. you know, or so went to different jam sessions and found band members just in the weirdest ways. Craigslist. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you know, if, if you're in the music business, back, you can, back you know. when Craigslist wasn't a creepy place to go. <laughs> right. Right. No, and it, it, I guess I've been, you know, through a handful of, of great musicians and, and did a toured with me and, and did help me out so many, so many years together on the road and so many just crazy stories out there, just how we've met and, you know, just how we put shows together. It was just, it was a crazy time. And uh, to be where we're at now, is just pretty, uh, pretty awesome. And uh, I got a really great team with me and, uh, we go out and like to play the same music that I like to play. And that's just, they're, they're my brothers and they're my family. So it's, uh, like I said, like we were saying about COVID and stuff, where it's just such a blessing to get back out and, yep. and play. And it's just, it's like, we like rekindled us because like we, we got after COVID kind of a year off, mm-hmm. we went back out and it's like, people are, even the people that come to the shows, it's just a different demeanor. People yeah. are ready to have a good time, ready to party, yeah. ready to just, you know, like they missed it. They missed yeah. it all. Obviously missed that stuff for a whole year. They couldn't even go out to watch a movie or do something yeah. or anything entertaining. So it's like, it, it's just really cool. Now everyone's just kind of like on a different level yeah. of uh, good time. So yeah. it's, it's really quite a blessing. And as we're booking 2022, is going to be insane. Where it's oh, going to yeah. be great. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, um, you, you kind of brought it up. I remember the first show that I went to after like the whole pandemic kind of started subsiding and it was like a weird environment where it was like people didn't know how to react or act around one another just because like some people are super sensitive about COVID. Some people just don't care, you know? And so you just kind of had to feel each other out. And then as things started opening back up and people got comfortable being out in public again, it was like, okay, no, we can just jump right back into it and, 
it's all good. So right. it, it was a really interesting experience. So uh, staying on that track, uh, what did you do during COVID to kind of keep the musical dreams and aspirations alive? Were you doing a lot of writing, a lot of recording, or were you specifically working on this album? Yeah, I was actually. So during COVID, you know, it's been four years since I had a record out mm -hmm. and which is kind of a long time. I mean, many people, especially for people that haven't heard me before, or I don't know me, you know, they see me as a new artist. Well, I mean, I've been doing this over 14 years, um, you know, and I got five records out Nashville mm -hmm. records. And uh, so it's like, it's, uh, you know, four, I was pumping them out every two years since I started, since I started putting a band together, I was pumping them out every two years. And that's kind of what was, was my, was my thing and then I, I went on a Ford not on a break but we were just so busy with touring and playing we just went on we just went and played gigs and shows for like four years straight after our fourth record and uh you know we just we had a bunch of stuff I had a bunch of stuff sitting in a catalog you know that I could have cut and and could have went and done it but it, we were just kind of it just wasn't the right timing and I'll tell you what when COVID hit I was just like well I'm, I'm going to Nashville for a little while and uh, and that's what I did I went and you know went to Greg Cole's house, my producer and mm -hmm. put together some arrangements and just kind of, you know, finish off some writing with some of my friends in town in Nashville as well. And, uh, just picked some of my favorite songs that, that were either pitched to me. And, and I wrote eight songs on this record. Oh. Uh, so, and then I, you know, I always like to pick songs that are pitched to me from other writers too, cause they're different. They're, they give it a little bit different taste and yep. a lot of them are freaking just damn good. And I want to cut them. So, yeah. Um, um, so, and yeah, I, basically what I did is went to work, um, recording the new record and I'm like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a record out this year. I have to, and, um, and the record's been done for, for a while. I just been, mm -hmm. been pushing some singles out. There's three singles out that, mm -hmm. uh, if you haven't heard them yet, but they're, they're out there, but uh, the record comes out July 21st. So it's 13 new songs there. And, and, uh, basically that's my COVID record. That's what we did when we were down and, and, uh, you know, when we were, couldn't really go out and do much. So yeah. it was kind of a, I, I utilized the time a little bit to, to do this. So like, I'm, we didn't definitely didn't lose a whole year, you know? And yeah. uh, it, I mean, playing is what we do going out live and playing. That's what we do. That's what we have fun mm -hmm. doing. Uh, we couldn't really do that, which it, it sucked. It, like it was horrible. But like I told you, when we came back, like mm -hmm. it was just such a, like we rekindled the flame. Like we were yeah. all ready to play. The band was ready. We were just like, dude, let's just, play every freaking gig we can get and uh you know and we did and like we're just so lucky now and blessed that we're just the schedule is just like going crazy right now and like rodeo and the fair circuit and doing a lot of headlining stuff with some great great bands that are on on the bill with us and um we're just having fun we're really just taking a different angle at it and uh you know really working it and just we're having a blast right now that's it's been great hey, as long because what I wanted to bring up earlier, but it, it kind of got lost in the conversation was since you'd mentioned that motocross, it stopped kind of being, or it stopped being fun and that you knew you kind of had to get out and it's really refreshing that you had that experience. So now, you know, either a, how to keep making music fun, or you know what to look out for when right. music stops being fun and then you can kind of take a step back and like refigure out how to make it fun again. Sure. So that, that's really, it. that's just a real interesting thing that a lot of people don't grasp either right, right. away or at all throughout their entire music career. They just keep 
grinding it out. And then eventually they get to a point where it's like, well, I just wasted 20 years of my life and I hate what I do, you know? Yeah. I, I really would. Yeah. I did. I, I, I totally get that. And I, I know people that have been there and done that, you know, yeah. and it's, uh, it, it could happen to anybody really, but it's, uh, like you said, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I've kind of been through it with another career and, yeah. and, uh, I kind of feel like I kind of halfway done it with this career, not on purpose, but it just happened with COVID and how it all yeah. worked and how we really love music. We love playing and we really know, you know, how to spice things up and, and really keep it, keep it fun. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's important, you know, there's, uh, you, there's so many things to go out and do. It's like, you got to make sure you have to find something that you love. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, it's for safe. sure. For sure. Um, so you've got the new album dropping. Uh, it's come. Do you have a specific date for it yet? Or is it just tentative first quarter 2022? It's releasing January 21st. Okay. So that is in a little less than three weeks, maybe closer to two weeks. Days. Yeah. About 18 days. days. Yeah. Nice. So nice. You got 13 new songs to hear there. And, uh, you know, a lot of songs that, uh, a lot of heartbreaking cheating songs out of honky tonk and stuff. There's some love stuff on there too. And, uh, you know, just, uh, it's definitely a more edgy record for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've definitely always been more traditional and this record is still 100% traditional country. Um, with, with some little, little things that are a couple more, a little bit more edgy and, and, uh, you know, more, uh, more modern and, mm-hmm. and something not so 1900 sounding, but, uh, <laughs> No, but it's definitely still me. You turn that, thing, yeah. you turn that record on, you definitely know it's me. So there's, there's no changes there. And, and, uh, um, it's definitely a little edgy for me. And, and, uh, I got some honky tonk stuff, traditional, really a lot of steel guitar, a lot of fiddle in it. And uh, I, I love know, the, the fiddle. I was listening to, uh, I know them blues. I, I think that's the song I was listening to. And I heard that fiddle in there and I was like, Oh, <laughs> So you have three singles for this album out now. You have uh, "Saving the Planet," uh, "Heart That's Gonna Break," and "I Know Them Blues." What? Why did you kind of choose them three singles to promote the upcoming album? Um, I did those. Uh, so I picked. So "Saving the Planet" was the first one. Mm-hmm. I picked that one because I, 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 I had release time was right around August for me when it was ready, and I was like, "All right, I got to get something out before like, end of summer." you know, when everything was still kind of jumping and people were having fun at the beach and the lake and all that kind of stuff. So I picked saving the planet because it's like, it's just, you can listen to that thing on boat. You can listen to it out roping or, or with your buddies. And, you know, it, it kind of had that political thing in there too, that, that people were, it could catch people like, Oh, like what's, what's political parties. This guy's going to bash, you know, cause it's like in the first verse, it's like, it seems like you're going to go a certain way, whether yeah. it's one way or the other. Um, but he doesn't, it's just basically just like, Oh, not really a big deal at all. I'm just going to have, have more fun and drink more beer and, and yeah. <laughs> recycle that good time. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. so I picked that one first and, uh, it's just a fun summertime song. It was just yeah. the first one. For me. I think it was great. The second song was heart. That's going to break a uh, song. I wrote one, actually one of my favorite songs, um, that I've written, uh, on this record and, um, and, uh, planning on doing a music video on that soon. So right. beyond untouched that, but that's just, it's another, just a little slice off my life. Like when I write, I write kind of like a few years back when I was just kind of pre-marriage and having fun and, yeah. and, and kind of, you know, just enjoy life and, and, and get crazy. And, and that was just kind of a slice off my life. Uh, you know, being a cowboy in and 
being a singer and running around touring and, and, you know, meeting women and, and yep. being the guy and getting my heart broke and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, so I really liked that song that would me and Carson put together and, uh, and, uh, so we did that one. And I know the blues was like, I, I kind of did like a love the song. Some, uh, Carson Tramblin was on it. Wyatt McCubbin was on it. Uh, some really great established pro writers and, uh, and uh, it was just a fun song. I kind of did like a, uh, a contest with a couple of songs with some friends. Like, hey, what do you guys think? What's the next single? And they all picked this one. And 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 it's been been doing really well for us. So it's it's been a lot of fun. It's super fun to play live. Um, people people are singing it. If they haven't heard it even before we started, it's like people are singing it by the end of the song. So it's a uh, it's just a fun you know age old you know heartbreaking kind of song. So it's uh, but it, with, with a great feel to it. So um awesome, awesome. That, so the, the so those are the three lead singles and then in 18 days i think we figured um we'll you'll release the full-length album um what kind of as you were preparing and like recording for this album what went into the song selection process did you know when you kind of sat down was like okay i'm ready to work on the next album did you know what songs you wanted to include or did you start, what, what kind of went into the song selection process? Um, good question. Yeah. It's um, I had so, so many great songs pitched to me. Uh, did this go around? Um, you know, I've been, you know, in and out of town and I, I, I've been lucky to meet so, so many great writers in town that, uh, you know, and, and fortunately my style of music is, is stuff that's, not really being cut a lot, um, mm -hmm. my traditional kind of sounding stuff. So there's so many great writers that, you know, have written stuff for straight and, and Garth Brooks and, and Brad Paisley and stuff like that, that are just sitting in town that are writing, still writing songs every day that, that aren't mm -hmm. getting cut. I mean, they are writing songs for Al Dean and, and party and, and Brian yeah. and all those. I mean, they're, they're, they're pushing them out like crazy. So they're, they're fine. They're doing great on their cuts, but yeah. there's also, they have a catalog of songs. Um, and I can name a few songwriters that are just in town. They're just, you know, they're on every record that you hear, but also have a catalog of stuff that like a guy like me would cut. Mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, cutting more traditional sounding stuff. And I get, I get pitched so many songs that are just, uh, you know, amazingly, like already pre-demoed with like Kevin Denny singing them or, or, or Jeff Carson or someone mm -hmm. just, you know, that's retired, but, you know, still just amazing. And, uh, you know, they're professionally done and it's just like, it's crazy. The songs that I get pitched, I want to cut them all, but, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I, I pick what I think the fun, most fun ones that I, that I would like doing on stage and, and that I know my band would kill. And I think it'd be great fitting for me as an artist. And, um, uh, but, uh, there's, I had a, um, one of my guitar players, uh, Mike, mm -hmm. um, he's out of, he's out of Dallas. Um, we got together and we wrote seven songs on this new record okay. together. Just wow. me. And, uh, you know, he was a big asset to this, uh, to this album. Um, good friend of mine and, uh, you know, played with me a couple hundred gigs on the road and, and just an amazing guitar player and just, uh, you know, fun hang and, and we just, we just click and we get in the room together and, and, and throw stuff, throw ideas off each other. So it's, uh, you know, and we wrote something, there's probably 15 songs we wrote. They were like, nah, we're not cutting that one. Um, they were just <laughs> like, nah, I'll cut this song, but let's, let's, let's just toss this one. Let's put this one back here. Maybe in the next record, who knows? Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's a bunch of those and it's just, uh, no, I just kind of 
there's some cool stuff that uh, I thought was fitted. I did, I did a cover song. There's a song on there called talking to Hank, mm-hmm. which was uh, uh, one of my favorite songs. It's just an old hunting drinking song from Mark Chestnut and George Jones cut it back in 1990. Okay. Uh, and I called my buddy, Kevin Denny, which is one of my favorite singers in town, Nashville. And we did basically the Mark Chestnut, George Jones version, Buck Ford, Kevin Denny. And, and, uh, we got approval from, uh, the songwriter, which was, uh, uh, Tom, uh Bobby Harden mm-hmm. and Bobby passed away, but his wife, uh, was a good friend of my producers and, and we gave her a call. She's like, Oh, I would love if you guys cut that thing. That'd be awesome. And, uh, so I, I was super happy to have that on a record. We've been, we've been playing it live. That's like a, we threw it in our shows for, I mean, I, I, I want to say like 10 years now we've had that in our show just as a cover song that we always put in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, we finally cut it and uh, I love how it turned out and, you know, Kevin Denny kick butt as always one of my favorite singers and uh, just cool to be on a song with him and then, uh, you know, share something and maybe we'll go out and tour and do some, do some shows here and there. But uh, yeah, we got some really honky tonking stuff. Um, I got a song called uh, uh, honky tonk ambition. Me and Mike wrote, Mm-hmm. it's uh it's just tear jerker kind of crying in your beer steel guitar fiddle twin fiddle it's just uh, it's it's got me written all over it and uh uh we had a lot of fun writing that thing and kind of putting some ideas together and, and uh and throwing that there's a fun one called uh a little more country um yeah. where it's like if <laughs> this kid if you want to um if you want your girl you want to spice up your love life you know you, this is what your girl wants and then we go around this whole laundry list of things of like you know how to be more country and and you know you don't have to be you don't have to ride bulls you don't have to freaking go out and be this cattle rancher but you can you can throw on this shirt from boot barn and be more country and, and it's just kind of more of a fun kind of goofy cornball kind of kind of song that we had fun with and uh it's fun live too. It's just a goofy one and uh, a lot of good playing on it. So it's, uh, and that's just a couple there. We got a whole, you know, roster of things on the, on the record that are just, uh, it's just me. Uh, you know, it's a, it's an album that I think it's really fitting for, for me as an artist, all, all the stuff I've done, this is pretty, uh, uh, 13 songs that are just really, you know, combined to, uh, you know, pretty much my style after being in the business for so long and, playing with different styles of music and and it's like this song this record i feel like it's i figured out who i am and, and really what i do so and then this is a song the record that will uh kind of show you a little that's, bit of everything that i do so that's really awesome I, I you know i love it when like even being in the industry as long as you have releasing four albums previously and now you're you feel like you've just kind of finally I don't want to say found your voice, but like for whatever reason, that's the only phrase that's coming to mind. Like you're, you're sure. just kind of finding, finding your style or not style, but what, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that because my, my brain. Well, I hear you. No, it's crazy. I, I find myself on it too. Cause it's like, I find myself more like being in the business so long. Like I, like when I was younger, I like tried to do stuff that would like, Oh, if I do this, like people would like me more. Or if I did this, you know, this person would like me. And it's like, you can't, can't please everybody. And you, you 
now I'm just like, I'm figuring out what I like and what music is. Just You're me. being honest to yourself. Uh, there you go. That's true. And then that's in a, more so now. Yeah. Right, right. So more so now on the new record. That's like, all right, I know who I am. I know the music that I cut and I know the music that's, that's fitting for me as an artist. And uh, so this, this record definitely shows that um, for me that, that it's like, all right, I figured out what I do. This is, this is it. This is here. You, you don't like, you don't have to like it, but this is what, this is me. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, now that the album's uh, coming up on a couple, a couple of weeks away, what do you, once it releases, what do you hope people take away from it? Obviously you want them to have a good time listening to it, but what do you hope they take away from the album? Um, Country music, man. It's still here. You know, and uh, I got to I got to give it a lot. I got to get up to like my people that come out and travel to see us live mm-hmm. um, to really see to bring these songs to real life. I mean, I think we we put so much extra spins on these songs when we do them live. It's it's, uh, you know, the records are cool. The records are great. I have some of the best players on those records that do those for me um, in Nashville and then uh but it's like it, it, everything's there. All those pieces are there on the records and, and it, it really, it tells who we are. And then we want to come see a show. I mean, it, it'll tell you who we are by those records. And when we come out, it's like, so, so, so blessed to see those people that still want to hear that music and it's still alive, man. It really is. And there's a, uh, like I said, there's, there's always a fiddle. There's always a steel in my band. I don't care if I got to go play a show for free, there's always going to be a fiddle and steel in my band. Right. If I'm losing money by having them, so be it, but there's always those in my band. And, uh, that's something I've always done, you know, and, uh, I took a lot of hits in my day as far as financially, but it's like, I'm always going to have a full band. That's the way I do it. Um, and, uh, you know, I do acoustic gig here and there, but very, very seldomly do I do that. I'm just, I know what I want to go up and play and, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, you know, country music's alive and I, I still feel like there's, there's, there's room for it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's, there's some people that want to hear it and I still think there's uh there's a place for it. So, uh, you know, this record, there's, there's a lot of country music in this record, a lot of steel, a lot of fiddle, like I said, a lot of telly, you know, country, country playing, a lot of picking chicken picking kind of stuff. So, nice. awesome. um, so this is just the record that's, like I said, this is me 100% this is who I am. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And, uh, what, what is the uh, makeup of your band when you're out playing live shows? Is it, it's, uh, so it's, it's bass drums. Obviously I have a uh, pedal steel. Okay. I have, fiddle, I have lead guitar. I have me on acoustic and vocals. I have, uh, my drummer sings, um, uh, backups with me. My fiddle player sings backups with me. And, uh, you know, I'm I, obviously I'm singing lead. And then yeah. our, our auxiliary guy is, uh, um, um, acoustic player mm-hmm. uh, can also play banjo and do some mandolin. So, you know, there's a little bit of everything in there. Um, so basically you have a big group tour. Anytime you go out and play a show, you got a big posse with you. Right. Pretty right. much anywhere so, you go. I do pretty much everywhere I do. You know, there's places where it's like, you know, it might be a little bit of overkill, yeah. but uh, you know, that as, as a band, as a group, like we're playing obviously kind of for ourselves too. It's like, mm-hmm. we want to play these songs so good. I don't care if there's, if it's a corporate event where people don't even care what's yeah. going on, or if it's a show, like we want to do it for ourselves too. And yeah, sure. uh, so. Cause that, that's a really important thing is if you're not taking yourself seriously and putting on the shows that you want to put on, 
then nobody else is going to take you seriously. So it's, it's good that you take it seriously. And like every show, it's exactly what you want it to be. It's exactly what like a show in front of 20 people at a coffee house is going to be the exact same show as far as like the band being there. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, definitely every show is different from us, but we're always going on the curve. We're playing in in a honky tonk, which we, which we do very kind of seldomly these days, but let's say like a corporate event or some kind of place that we're put to be, let's say a cover band, or or let's say no one knows our original songs. (laughs) Um, Like we're still going to go out there and, and do what we do to make us happy. Yeah. And like, let's say we just, we like destroyed one of our like original songs and you like killed it better and never played it. And like, no one gave, no one gave a shit, but yeah. you know, we know that we were like, dude, we next yeah. week we're going to kick ass on that headlining show we're doing. Yeah. We do it like, that. you know what I mean? It's like, it's like something that we put together and it's just, that's the way it is for us. And you know, it's, it's a big, it's more of a personal thing. Yep. When we go out and, play and, and uh, personal pride. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, the upcoming tour that you have booked out for 2022, uh, what's that currently looking like? I've, I noticed on the website you had a couple of dates announced, but. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I got a big uh, this week. I got a, probably 15 dates that are going on the calendar um, that I haven't put on yet. And a mm-hmm. uh, lot of rodeos. We're doing a ton of rodeos this year. Uh, it's kind of been our forte the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. uh, we've kind of gotten into that world. Um you know, we got a bunch of, bunch of cowboys in our band and it's just kind of like our thing. And, and we, we cater to that style of music and we're doing mm-hmm. a ton of fairs. Um, we're also doing a lot of like theater, um, theater stuff, small towns here and there. And then, uh, like I said, I got a lot of, uh, great opening bands that are traveling with us that are just great and great to be on the bill. And, and, uh, you know, it's just always fun when they're around and makes the show so much better when we got good uh, groups like that and all in the same show and, and having fun. To, so a lot of rodeos, a lot of fair stuff and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of nice uh, theater stuff, mm-hmm. style stuff in these small venues, uh, you know, 1500 kind of seating. Yeah. This is all around. So we got a lot of that kind of stuff uh, going on and we're just trying to build our independent ways and, and, uh, you know, just broaden what we do. And, 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 you know, we're just trying to keep country alive a little bit and, uh, it's been a blessing. We've been able to do it and, uh, you know, be able to put gas in the tank and get to the next show and, 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 uh, pay a few bills and, uh, as long as the bills are getting paid, that's, that's the big thing right there. (laughs) Yeah. So, So. well, if you find yourself in Roswell, New Mexico, or out here in Central Texas, make sure you let me know so I could. I I lived in New Mexico for four years. I still got a lot of friends, and I try and go out there at least once a month. But eight-hour road trip, it's a little taxing from time to time, and not cheap. So yeah, right. But if there's a good show out there, I'll definitely check it out. So So, uh, great. uh, If you ever find yourself out there let me know. Um, so, uh, just to kind of change it up a little bit here before we wrap it up, I did want to talk a little bit about the motocross career. Uh, you were a professional motocross rider for uh, 10 years. Uh, did you do like the national tour or what was that kind of? So I did, uh, so I started when I was seven, mm-hmm. um, started racing locally and 
you know, by the time I was 10 or 11, I was doing amateur nationals all over the States. Um, did that all the way until I was 16. I turned professional at 16. Mm-hmm. So 17, 18, 19, 20, uh, four years of professional racing. And then I rode, uh, just every little, you know, shotgun top gun kind of, you know, dash for cash pro race sure. locally. And then, you know, I've ridden across and I did all the stuff. And then, you know, I got a ride to race to, to ride supercross in 2009 from a mm-hmm. satellite team. Um, and so I gave it the benefit of its doubt. I went out mm-hmm. there, you know, I did Loretta lens. I did, you know, m- multiple times at Loretta lens some top tens and stuff like that. And, um, no, I, I was AMA pro rider, um, mm-hmm. number 200, um, at that time back in 08. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I rode, I rode a handful of outdoors, um, a little bit of supercross. uh, did, I did an arena cross circuit on the West coast. Um, but it, you know, I did all that and I don't know, there, it, it, motocross is, I owe a lot to it. There, there's a lot of regret in that sport as I'm, yeah. as I'm older and, and, and trying to like my, I have nephews and stuff. They're in that sport and they're, they're doing really good. And, uh, you know, very promising to, to be pro riders as well. And, uh, you know, when, when they're there, I just want to be able to give them all the input I can. And, yeah. uh, there's so many things I would have done different when, you know, when I was 17 or 18, yeah. um, you know, I was a kid. I didn't know yeah. if I, if I can go back now, I'd, a lot of things would be different, obviously, um, for a lot of us, no matter what we were doing, but, oh, uh, yeah. uh, I owe a lot. I owe a lot to that sport. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here looking at my bike right now, mm-hmm. wanting to go ride. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, no, it was a great sport. It was great. You know, my mom and dad were always, uh, with me in the trailer. They were there to support me and, uh, um, had a lot of great, you know, sponsors that were, uh, that were there for me. Even when I decided to be like, Hey, dude, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm not doing this anymore. And there's a lot of people that really got on me for, for doing, making my decision that I made that were, you know, like bitter, they were either fans or like, dude, you're like at the peak of your career. Why, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just done, man. Just yep. done. You know? and, and it's so funny. Like all the people that, that were in my position then, or, or guys that were established and been there and done that. They're like, dude, my hat's off to you. You're, you're a champion. You know, you, you won so many races, you've done your thing just a bump in the road, dude, get on with your life and to go have fun with something else. It's just yeah. nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's a lot of great people that, that helped me get to that next journey in my life. And, yeah. uh, you know, and it is, it's just a bump in the road, man, whatever you're doing and, uh, you can always do something else, you know? So for sure, for sure. So it was, uh, what 2009 when you, or two, 2009, 2010, when you decided to call it quits. Yeah. Oh, nine. Yeah. Okay. In December of oh, nine. Okay. <laughs> so 2010 pretty much. Yeah. Gotcha. But, gotcha. That was about the time that I started getting into it a little bit more than playing ATV, uh, uh, MX crossroad fury, whatever it was on the unleashed MX versus ATV unleashed. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so yep. much fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. That's hey. the last video game I've ever played. Was really? that one. Yeah. Okay. I actually have it sitting <laughs> back here somewhere because I, about two years ago I was sit like uh I was sitting here I knew I wasn't going to be able to go anywhere for the holidays because it was uh, uh I couldn't afford it so I went and bought a PlayStation 2 and I bought that game and oh, I man. still have it I play it every once in a while I don't play it that often but so fun. Oh. Yeah, it's amazing I love it um so no I just wanted to talk about that a little bit more just to kind of get a little bit more background because it was 
it was an interesting fact that was on your website and the uh, some of the information that I got on you. So that was really yeah. it's really cool. And yeah, figured I'd talk we'd talk about it a little bit. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, that was a, that was the time of my life that I do miss, and 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 there's a there's a lot of mixed emotions in that when I think about motocross. So it's a, it's a great sport. I love it. Don't regret anything about ever being in it. But there's a lot of you know a lot of thoughts run through my mind when I think about it nowadays as a you know thirty year old guy. That's yeah. like, man. But was I right? Was I you know doing the right thing, the right move? You know, but. I, I got to say I was, you know, I've been doing great in the music and, and I love what I'm doing. So it's a, uh, and you can't, you can't dwell on the past. Like the decisions made, there's nothing you can do about it now. And you know, my dad, he gets mad at me, but then he applauds me about that because I'll make a decision. It'll be wrong. And there's nothing I can do to change it. Like it'll just cost me $400 or, you know, like doing something stupid. Okay, and he's like, what? why aren't you pissed off about this? It's like, there's nothing I can do about it. I made a mistake. My bad. I'll yeah. learn from it. So, you know, um, hey, he gets mad at me. And then later on, he applauds me about it. I'm like, <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't know, I don't know what to do. So you learned something there, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, but I don't want to keep you too much longer. So uh, kind of moving forward, you got the album coming out here in 18 days. Um, you got, the tour when when does the uh, tour officially kick off or is there not uh, I got enough? Off, uh, february february we got stuff starting i, I got some uh, corporate things i'm doing this month uh, i got three or four corporate shows that i'm doing uh in california um this month just kind of keep us busy we always have something to kind of keep my band busy and, and uh, keep us rolling but uh uh february we're doing a lot of rodeo stuff um a lot of uh, fair stuff fair stuff starting already and uh just a lot of, you know, little theater stuff in your town, you know, near you all or all around. So it's, uh, we're doing that kind of thing and, and, uh, you know, taking a chance on that. So we're, we're just going to get the record out and, uh, you know, try to promote it all we can. So there's three singles out. There's going to be 10 more songs July or sorry, January 21st. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just going to go from there. You know, we got a, a big, big time spring summer tour, um, already booked. So it's, uh, you know, consistent affairs and rodeos like i said it's a bunch of that kind of stuff and uh festivals we're doing a lot of country festival stuff here in, in the west coast so nice we're uh, awesome awesome um so people want to check out your uh shows and uh the album and all that stuff and kind of keep up to speed with what you got going on uh where's the best place for them to do that go to buckford.com there's links to all my social media um, you know, obviously we have an active Facebook, we have an active Instagram, there's some TikTok. We're doing a little bit of that, um, Twitter, all that stuff. So we, we got all the platforms, um, and go listen to our music anywhere, anywhere, anywhere there's a platform, our music's there. So, uh, you know, Apple music, Spotify, Pandora, all that stuff, uh, crank it up, uh, listen to it and uh, go to a website. It'll take you to all those platforms. So that's starting point buckford.com and, uh, just go from there. Awesome. So. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Really appreciate it. Uh, anytime you want to come back on, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have you back on. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, if you're new to live and amplified, you're just finding out about us. Uh, make sure you're visiting live and That's our website, all our socials, all that fun stuff. Uh, make sure you're supporting Buck Ford, go to his website and uh, listen to the album when it drops here in uh, 18 days. Uh, but once again, Buck, thank you so much for jumping on here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you all later. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Cool.